Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. I'm Caleb. I'm Mark. And I'm Eric. And we're three best friends from high school who've spent the last 10 years in the film industry and realized that freelancing can be a lonely business. So we built the Video Community, a place where filmmakers on all parts of their journey can come together and empower each other's growth and success. In this episode, we interview filmmaking creative Steve Serrano. Steve talks about the power of fear and converting it into fuel for your career. He opens up about overcoming criticism and how that empowers him as a creative. And Steve shares his philosophies on the universal nature of art in all its mediums. Welcome to the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. Today, we have special guest, creative Steve Serrano. Steve, it's great to have you. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I'm, I'm honored and I'm just happy. I'm just happy to be on the show. We're happy to have you. So, Steve, I know you said you've listened to some of our episodes, so you probably know what's coming next. But we always like to start our podcast with finding out the origin story of the people we bring on. Because if there's one thing we've learned in our time doing this podcast is most mm-hmm. people have this, a very roundabout way of finding the entrance into this vocation that we call the film industry or creative entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And now we want to know yours. So what is the origin story of Steve Serrano? Well, originally I started um, in 2013. Uh, I didn't have an idea of like what I wanted to do. I graduated college in 2012. Everything was kind of new to me and understanding life. Uh, I got a degree in business administration, but I wasn't happy with that part of it, you know? And I had a friend that was a photographer and he loved what he was doing and I was kind of intrigued by it. So I went ahead and I, you know, reached out to him and tried to find out ways of how to get into it and, you know, what was the idea behind why he wanted to. And then from there, basically, he kind of gave me the rundown of what to do. Um, he never told me what camera to get, which was one of the worst parts about the whole situation because <laughs> I ended up buying a Canon T3i. That That's was what like, I started on, yeah. Yeah, man, Oh, really? Here. Yeah. Yeah, so I started using that camera. I kind of got myself acclimated with it, uh, taking pictures. It wasn't really the best at first, but I didn't jump in trying to, you know, do it for money. I just kind of wanted to learn the craft. I felt like learning was like the most important thing before I do anything else. So once I got uh, you know acclimated with the camera and the settings, and obviously we all know Canon cameras are good. You know, the color science is actually straight out the camera, you're ready to go. So that kind of helped me out. Three years later, I kind of stopped, started working a real job, trying to make, you know, ends meet and everything like that. And I still didn't find myself too happy with that. And then after that, I I kind of transitioned over because a good friend of mine reached out to me and said there was an opportunity open for a full-time videography filmmaking position. I was like, oh, what is that? He was like, it's for an athlete. I was like, what athlete? He was like Dwayne Bow. Those of you that don't know Dwayne Bow, Dwayne Bow was a big time wide receiver for Kansas City Chiefs. So I was working with him for about two years, traveling all over the place, no sleep. When you are a personal filmmaker for an artist or whoever it is, you basically create all the content for their social media and everything. Got to meet so many different people, so many athletes, so many movie stars. It was just, I I felt like I was a rock star, you know? You know, not really a rock star, but a rock star in a sense because of everybody I was around and all the connections that I made. Um, Because I am an open book. I I talk, I can communicate with anybody. So it was very fun. While I was doing that, I started like, you know, I want to be able to do my thing because I don't think this is something that's going to last forever. So I thought ahead in the future and then I created my brand, 
which is SES Images, which is basically my, my first, middle, and last name. And of course, I put image because everything that we view is an image. And I focus my goal on creating unique art that is pleasing to the eye. And then that's just how I got started. And I've been doing it ever since. Man, what a what a great way to really hone your skill sets, though, following an athlete Man. around for a couple of years. It was tough, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, the, the sleepless nights just creating and, and editing and all that stuff, like constantly, I'm sure it was quite rough at times. But man, what a way to grow a network and meet so many different people and hone Believe those Believe it skills. or not, coffee and Red Bull were my best friends. <laughs> oh, honestly, right you're, you, man. you're talking to the right guys because coughing in Red Bull, I'm pretty sure is the lifeblood of TVC and favorite, they're the unofficial sponsors. Favorite okay. flavor of Red Bull. What is it? I just like the original. I don't like too many yeah. flavors because I try to keep it simple and keep it going. Yeah, easier to find. I bounce between the original and the coconut one. Coconut, yeah. Mm. I know a lot of people that say they like that one, but uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've, had, we've had a couple people on this podcast where they... One of their first gigs was like are either an artist, a musician, you know, and but we've all kind of like talked about, man, it's that's a grind at first, but I'm guessing you learned a lot. What were some lessons that you took from those two years? I mean, those two years I learned how to be patient and also be consistent. Cause I think those two things really go hand in hand, especially when you're starting in a business. Being patient because you wanna be somewhere, you know, that your mind is already surpassed where you're doing now. So you try to get there and get there um, and also be consistent because obviously your work always has to speak for itself. So those are the two main things that I kind of focused on. I mean, it was tough. It was challenging at first. Of course, I had great people around me there. They gave me the opportunity. I really appreciate that side and that time of learning, especially I had a business background. So I kind of understood how to put it together, but it's never the same until you actually have to put it on paper, you know, so, but it was amazing. Yeah, honestly, I feel like having a business background, though, is instrumental in running your own business now as, yeah. as a filmmaking creative, because I know as a creative and, and a lot of artists, you know, it's easy to lose the business side. Right. And just focus on the creative, because that's what we enjoy doing the most, right? And for good reason. I mean, like, to create is is the most fun part but the business side can't be neglected because without maintaining the bottom line like you don't get to create exactly that's the part where i honestly felt like i at first i was very sketchy about it because of the fact you know the business side when you don't know you know you just you just think oh yeah i just do everything anything and whatever it is but business basically help me understand how to structure my livelihood in order to feed me you know myself and also have a savings because like i said you don't get health benefits you don't get all these things you're just basically on your own and you have to figure those things out so um, it was very important to me. Yeah, that's great. So I like yeah. how you brought up structure. Structure is important. Mm -hmm. What would you say when you're breaking down your systems and processes? What would you say is the most critical system that you have implemented into your business to help it maintain its success? I want to say it's just being scared kind of helped me get there because I was nervous. And I don't like when I'm scared about something, it's like I have to do a lot of research. I think being scared is the only way that I force myself to do anything, especially in this business. I was scared to jump into it but i did it anyway a little leap of faith honestly that's i love that it's like a having a healthy relationship with fear using that to fuel your trajectory like that's that's cool oh yeah i mean i i love what you said eric and steve i think that's a great answer because it's like the you got to step out of the comfort zone right the only way to grow the only way to become the man or the person that you were born to be is to step outside your comfort zone. So just like what you said, Eric, it is about a healthy dose of fear, but using that as fuel, like converting fear into fuel for action. And I think that's where 
to bring it back to a lot of creatives or filmmakers or even just people in general is that's where a lot yeah. of people get stuck. Of course, it's a scary business, especially as a freelancer, you know, peaks yes, and is. valleys and that fear can keep you from taking any action when action is key to your yeah. growth as a person yeah. and as a filmmaker. And if no, you stay, stay scared, it, it keeps you away from being comfortable. Not, and again, Ooh. like it's a balance. Like you got to be somewhat comfortable. You know, you got to have your basic needs met. But man, that's good. That's making yeah, me that's... think about, man, how can I how can I add some more more activity into my week that makes me a little scared? I think everybody has to be scared. Not as scared as a fear as in like, you know, somebody's going to attack you or whatever, but fear as in you don't want to fail. Of course, I believe like, you know, failure is good. So everything that I do is always... It's always like, all right, if I know I'm scared to fail, I'm scared because I don't want to not do great in something like that. I have to make sure I put my best foot forward and, and complete what I have to do, even if, I, you know, it's not 100 percent perfect. But I gave that effort and effort is key in anything that I do. Yeah. 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 Done is better than perfect. Done is better, yeah, better than perfect. That is definitely true. <laughs> Kind of going back to your story, you know, you did that for two years and started your own company. What's that look like and what's the evolution like? Starting your own company, of course, is, is hard because you got to go through the logistics of everything, you know, making sure everything's registered properly, um, getting insurance and all that. I'm going back to the same thing I said before. Fear pushes me to always do it, even if I lose a day of sleep or whatever it is. But I know after everything is executed. I'll have, you know, two other days to kind of sleep and rest up, you know. I just want to leave a legacy, if anything. You know, even if it's a small little mark, that is my goal. And that would that's what drives me um, and help me create this business. And like I said, my goal within my company is basically to create art that's pleasing to the eye. Art is everything. And it's, it doesn't have to be just filmmaking or, you know, photography. It's just you as a person is art. You know, everybody's made in their own unique way. Just speaking to you guys like this, even even not being on the show, just understanding where you guys come from and, and you guys understanding me, that's art because everybody has their own story and the story is what I want to make through visuals. That's good. And, you know, I'm with you 100%. I think artistry is mastery, right? Yeah. And communication is a form of art. I mean, and filmmaking is a form of communication. Visual storytelling mm -hmm. is a form of communication. You are conveying a feeling, an emotional state. Um, what Eric and I were just responding to a YouTube comment we got yesterday about the expansive definition of filmmaking. Because mm. it's like uh, someone was trying to use filmmaking in, in the very classic traditional sense of just having literal film. And we're like, we don't believe that anymore. Filmmaking is visual storytelling, whether that's a movie, whether that's a music video, or whether that's humanizing a company through the exactly. power of video. That is filmmaking because that is storytelling. Yeah, I think a lot of people, like with, when they hear filmmaking, they think they have to make it like a movie. You know, In a sense, it is a movie. But like you said, I think you hit it right on the head. Like uh, filmmaking has a variety of different things. It's always just creating story. I like to say I'm a, um, a documentary type of guy. Like I want to create memories, even if it, some most times I could, I've done music videos before. And of course, a lot of stuff you see in music videos, they're not really real life, you know? But you want to create that visual of what the person is saying or what the person is doing, because that is what sticks. That is what people will remember. Something about filmmaking and, and creating content and also being able to help people understand whatever it is that they don't understand yet is part of the whole creative process that I enjoy the most. For sure. So, what you what would you say has been one of the biggest hurdles you've had to overcome as you've managed your, your business? The biggest is criticism, because a lot of people hate criticism. You know, once you get it, you feel like, oh, you know, 
somebody doesn't like my work, now you feel like even though those 10 other people said it was beautiful, those two, three people that didn't like it, you kind of shelter yourself and say, I don't think I, this is my avenue anymore. So overcoming that, because like I said, a lot of the stuff that I create is more so, I want to say different, not really to the extent of like, you know, crazy or whatever, but I create it in, in the form that I believe is, is, is art, you know, and what the, whoever it is. So I think criticism was a bigger, biggest thing that I had to overcome and understanding that that's a part of life. That's a part of anything that you do. Some people are going to love you. Some people are going to hate you. Some people are going to be okay with you. And some people are going to dislike you. But you can't let that deter you from creating what it is that in your heart you feel you should do. You know, obviously, when you work with artists and other people that are not you, you have to create the vision that they want. And, you know, and then from then you get the other side of it where people are viewing it and saying, hey, man, ah, this is not that good. Yeah, you know, he was hyping this up and now this came out like this, like you could have done mm -hmm. better. But like I said, I think criticism is probably the, the biggest thing that I have to overcome. Criticism is the killer of everyone's dream, you know, even if it's it, coming from family members or not. It yeah, it is. It's, it's so interesting, right? How we tend to put so much more weight on one person's criticism than a hundred mm -hmm. people's positive messages, you know? Exactly. It's can be poisonous for sure and it's, it's, it's gotta overcome it <laughs> i'm so glad you brought up criticism that's the yeah. first time on our podcast anyone has brought that up but honestly i know we talk about COVID 19 but to me criticism is a plague that has been plaguing yeah. creatives since we started putting paint on cave walls it is like that old and part of it i know is because anything that we create whether it's a movie whether it's a corporate talking head whatever it is Part of ourself goes into it always, yeah. no matter what it is. The cost of creation is a part of you. That is true across the board. So if someone does not like it, it stings because they are stinging that part of you. They're saying mm -hmm. that part of you is not good enough to their liking. And it's hard. It's a mindset shift. Like we still have a lot of like caveman mentalities yep. in, in as, as human beings. And criticism is a survival thing from like ancient days. It's like a hangover for being afraid of cheetahs. <laughs> you know, like, no joke. It's like that science. Like that's why these, these negative things, it's like a protection thing for us. But the thing yeah. is, it takes such a powerful mind to overcome, to shift away. And as an entrepreneur, as a creative, as an artist, it is imperative. Mm -hmm. Two things. One, that you build a like tough exterior, but even more important, you create and maintain a soft interior because as artists and creatives, we have to be open. We have to be receptive. We have to, to maintain feeling to be able to create, to be able to keep putting a part of ourselves openly and freely. To be authentically ourselves, you have to maintain that soft inside, but not everyone's going to like you. You're right. You can't please everybody. And it's better that you don't. By creating a polarizing audience, the people who like you will really like you because like you stand you. Yep. and stood for something. But to do that, you have to create a tough exterior to bounce away the negativity that does not impact you. So maintaining those two, while seemingly opposite things, both are critical to maintaining your authenticity as a creative, an artist, and a successful entrepreneur. Yeah, Heck most yeah, definitely. Dude. Go ahead and I drop that mic right here. there. <laughs> yes. Walk preach, away. You, I'm sorry. You fired. Honestly, you, you fired me up. It's so true. I mean, like, I'm just so glad you brought it up. Like, it it it, it isn't easy. I mean, we yeah. just started a YouTube channel. Like, I know we're gonna get hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a part. If, if people myself. don't hate you, then that means you're not doing the right thing. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. So bring, it's, bring it's on part the, of life. Yeah, bring on the criticism. That's the for sure. I can say, you know, like I, I could deal with it. 
I've been dealing with it for this long, especially, you know, being born and some people are not going to like you because how you look or how, you know, whatever it is, but you got to just learn how to hurdle over those, those haters that are still, and most times it's because they're jealous of what you're doing that they can't do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. A lot of people give up on their dreams. Right. And when people do that, it's easier for them to pull anyone down with them. It's like a sinking ship. You know, like the wake of a sinking ship will suck you under unless you can clear yourself from that wave. And that's why, to bring it into a somewhat new topic, network is important and surrounding yourself with the right people. Community is key. You need to surround yourself with positive people who, one, see your value. And obviously that becomes a cyclical symbiotic relationship between you and them. But by surrounding yourself with positive people who see your value and you see theirs, you guys can empower and educate each other, and the growth potential is unlimited. Unlimited, yep. I, I agree with that 100%. Network is probably the best thing to do. And I think when, in this realm, we don't have enough people connecting in the right way when it comes to networking. And that's why, like I said, like I created the show as well, because I want to connect from the major artists to the just starting out, you know, and put everybody, no matter what, on a show. Because at the end of the day, it's like no matter where you come from, no matter how you started in this business, we all have a same common ground. And that's just want to create, even if you're the expert to the beginner, you know, at the end of the day, the expert is going to sadly fade away. And then that new creator is going to go and take over. So they have to learn somewhere, you know, and I feel like I just, the balance right there is key. And then, um, like I said, even I'm going to go back to you guys, you know, the fact that you guys even reached out to me and put me on here, you know, like it's, it's a major thing. Because obviously you're creating content for the show. And of course you believe in the guys that, you know, whoever it is that you bring on here because they're art. And that's how you connect with people because meeting you, you create a relationship and you never know how far you can go when, just by networking. So I like how you put that. That was good. Yeah. Shoulders to giants. Work, Caleb. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But yes, it's like what you said, shoulders of giants, right? Everything that we are building, even us four talking right now is built off of what the people did before us and before them and before them, before them to bring up the cave paintings, going all the way back to the cave paintings. I mean, I had this radical belief that art to me, as far as like human evolution was like one of the last things, the last, I mean, obviously technology aside, but as far as like Mm -hmm. artistic human evolution, art was like after we'd figured out hunting and surviving, we figured out art. So any person who's called to this higher calling of creativity, we are, no matter where we're from, no matter how far along we are in our journey, we all are united by the same calling. That call to adventure is in all of us, that sense, that spirit, that's something bigger that we need to get out of us, that being in touch to the universe, to the the bigger sphere of existence, whatever it is, we are all built into that same calling. We all heard it. And we're all answering it. And it doesn't matter what part of the journey you're on. And what's important is that one, you answer it. And two, we support each other in that answering because that we answer. are stronger together. Community over competition. Exactly. Absolutely. And then I, I said that before. I've said that like on, you know, on a show. And I also said that to like friends of mine too. It's like, it's opportunity. It's opportunity to learn from each other. Because like I said, like everybody has their own unique skill set. No matter if you're, you're, you're not good at filmmaking, but you know how to write content you know storytelling you know you're not good at that but you know lighting you know you're not good at that but you know how to put together a team to do that do everything and like I said like I'm a big supporter of networking too big of an ego no ego at all I think all of that 
should be diminished and you know the art form um art is unlimited like i said art has no no face it's just whatever it is that you bring and you never want to let i call this the creative gods you know to pass over you because if you get an idea and a feeling you should go with that right away because it will kind of lift off of you and go to the next person with that same idea so the creative gods you know i believe in them yeah <laughs> sure. I, I love it man i mean i'm always saying like we were created right by something and you can you can you know have that conversation but like we were created and so we're here to create you know and like exactly. that feeling that gut feeling the intuition whatever it is that you want to call it but like you've got exactly. it when you get that feeling create i love it absolutely yeah. and it takes a village i'm glad you brought up the unique skill set thing because creation does not happen in a vacuum no matter no matter your artistic medium the painter can't paint without paint Someone had to build the paint. Someone had to understand color to create mm-hmm. a liquid that can be converted into visual imagery. It takes a village, no matter what you're... You can't record an album without recording gear. You can't film without someone who can do lights, without the camera, without all of it. The, the, it takes a village in any art form and to embrace that and to appreciate yep. that. And to, uh, I'm glad you brought up ego as well. Uh, eco over ego you know I me mean? ego is very self but eco to me is like the symbiotic natural relationship yeah. between all beings coming together to create something larger than them larger than themselves in relationship in tandem and that to me is the difference between something that's good and something that is great exactly. is community and people coming together to build something larger than themselves no most definitely and then like you said like that that's that's true you know ego is no longer you know you should think about eco like spread your love spread your creativity spread it to you know to everyone like i said not just the people watching it but the people that work for you and work with you even if you're not working for you they're working alongside of you you should always bounce each other because you need each other to create anything like i said even 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 this right here like you're creating a story but you're not just creating it for yourself you're creating it because you want somebody to watch it and everything bounces off each other so you know you need that community of people from viewers to the creators to balance, you know, off of each other, because what people like makes you eager to create more. Even if it's, like I said, go back to the criticism, they don't like it. So now you go back to the drawing board. If you do keep that tough skin and you create something that, all right, you didn't like this part of it. Okay. Maybe I can tweak it and do this. And, you know, and eventually that person might like it, but like I said, I I like how you put that. And um, I'm going to kind of steal that Caleb. So so nah, speaking of, you know, like dreams and ego and community and everything like that, like, man, you've made a really good career for yourself for the last seven years. What's the next seven look like for you? What's the future of Steve? Future of Steve is to, I guess, expand my knowledge in this. You know, like I feel like I'm a I'm a student of the game, um, even though I've learned so much hands on. I still want to learn like, you know, basically, you know, you got to watch your YouTube. You got you got to see what's relevant. What's what's still popping is what I always say. Honestly, it's just really just continuing to create what I love. So it just basically to leave a legacy and continue my art form and also learning from it and learning how to get better from each and every one that, you know, I come across. For sure. Learner's mindset. Yeah. Something I brought up a couple of times in the past in this podcast that I subscribe to personally is the Buddhists call it Shoshin, which is like the mm-hmm. learner's mind. And it's like, yeah. it's always maintaining Shoshin. And, and no matter how far up the chain you go, there's always something to learn and the, the power of perspective. You know, you talk to 10 people, you get 10 different angles. That's just naturally how it is. And what's cool is 
even if you're all at the same level career-wise, just that slight shift in perspective between those 10 people can open up a new door, a new train of thought, a new idea, a new anything for you. And, that, and one, once again, that doubles down the power of community. And two, maintaining a learner's mind and allowing yourself open to receive. To me, once again, it goes back to there is no limit to what you're capable of, the growth you can accomplish and what you create and yourself as a person and personal development by allowing yourself to maintain the learner's mind. Exactly. And oh, you put it perfect right there, you know, the learner's mind. Like you, you got to always learn. You got to always try to expand your knowledge. Don't be content with what you create and what you are and what you're doing. Because once you do that, you just lost your creative mindset, I believe. If a creative stops what they believe or, or also at the same time stop learning, then you will never expand. You're never going to you know, capture. Like, look at it this way. Like, look at the movies that we, we used to watch. Let's say the 1920s, right? The way they develop movies now to what we see, like graphics that are out of this mind, you know, out of, out of our, our mind and, and the world. So that's because somebody saw something wanted to put it, you know, make it visually. And then from there, somebody picked up from what they learned from there and gradually made movies and television way better than what it is, you know? And I think it's, it's gonna go, we might go start watching movies and holographic forms or whatever it is, you know? But it's just learning and trying to improve what it is that you do because like I said, the creative gods place everybody here for a reason. Some people are creative, some people are not. But I believe everybody's creative in their own way anyway. You know, there's nobody here that's just a plain canvas, like, oh, I can't do anything. So, absolutely. But yeah, it's not yeah, like I'm man. preaching, but no. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, man, who am I to judge? <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think imagination's a muscle. And that's something I want to stress to anyone listening to you. If you don't feel like you're creative, that can change. Steve's absolutely right. Everybody is capable of creativity in any fashion. A master chef to me is an artist. If you know your way around the kitchen, you know how to work the tools to create masterful, tasty dishes. I mean, that to me is the equivalent of watching a great movie. That still requires the power of imagination to see in your mind and then to be able to manifest into reality through execution and performance. That is the power of imagination. Exactly. It is a muscle. It Absolutely. requires cultivation. And it's never too late to reactivate. And the thing is, you can't, if you've let it go, and many people do, many people do. And in fact, I hate to say it, I think a lot of filmmakers have even let it go. They get caught up in the technical side that they forget that there is the creative abstract side of it too. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like that speaks to where you're at now, start fixing it today. Just start thinking about things that you can build, build it in your mind. It might not be easy at first. You might not even fully see it, but just push your brain, push yourself in that way. And over time, your imagination not only will come back, but it will get stronger. Every muscle needs to be worked. Your imagination yeah. is a muscle. So work it. Be the creative you were born to be. That was powerful, man. Like, you know, be the creative you have to be. Like I said, the muscle, the mind is a muscle that always needs to learn. And that creative muscle is always there. Like, our brain is, you know, formed in different elements. Creative muscle is always in that area, in your mind, you know. Everybody's creative. And I, I'm a firm believer of that. And I'm going to always be a firm believer of that. I'm going to preach that as well. So, so you guys are listening, yeah, creative or not, you're still creative. And there's always a way to figure that out is by just taking a chance. Even if you're not good at it at first, you'll find something within that element that you're not good at, that you are good at. Absolutely. Cultivate through creation, Snapchat. whatever that means to you. For sure. Most definitely. Love that. 
Yeah. Bringing it kind of to a close here, we always yeah. like to end our episode with one piece of advice that you would give to a filmmaker, either early on the path or someone looking to make this their career vocation. What is one piece of advice you either wish you had yourself when you were starting or something you think would help anyone on their journey? Basically say that, you know, never give up. Never give up on what you want. Know what you want and execute what you want. You know, being scared will always help you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, don't be scared and just say, all right, man, you know what? I, th- I don't think it's for me. Be scared and try. And even if you fail, you always find something within your failure that you're really good at and you're able to do, especially in this filmmaking career. Like I said, everybody's not going to like what you do. But if it's me, I'd rather someone not like what I do instead of everyone liking it because that means I'm not doing my job and goal here is to always you know leave a landmark you know leave a mark where you know you're able to be remembered by and being remembered I think the most powerful thing is being a creative you know you're creative everybody remembers that oh yeah Steve man he was he was a funny guy he was a smart guy he was he was outgoing but that's being you know creative like outgoing and that's part of creativity you know you're always going to leave a landmark where everybody you know, understands that it's hard at first, but you always got to continue to try and, and um, never give up, you know, be scared, take a leap of faith, be scared and always go after it, you know, defeat your, your fear. I love that. Yeah. Turn that fear to fuel and Turn execute. That fear to fuel. And uh, how can people follow you? How can people follow your, your new adventures, your new executions? How can people see how you convert your fear into fuel? So you can find me on Instagram. It's SES images. You'll see it. Um, my logo has, you know, when I was established and if they, you know, a few things that I live by, you know, I dedicate my life to creative art. Find me on all platforms that way. Um, you can visit my website too, you know, SESimages.com. And I usually post stuff on there. I try to create little blogs here and there, but. That's where you can get me. I'm an open book. Whoever wants to reach out, they can always, you know, DM me. And um, I try to respond as fast as I can. Beautiful. Heck Give yeah. this man Steve, a follow. Yeah, Steve's got a podcast as well. So go check that out while you're at it. I didn't want to do a shameless plug, but yeah. You know. <laughs> we'll oh, be you shameless, now. buddy. Be shameless. <laughs> Most definitely. Steve, sounds like we're yes. going to have to get you on here again sometime in the future. Man, I'm ready to get on here, man. I love talking to you guys. And like I said, like this, this platform here is amazing. I listen to everything you guys do. I love what you guys are doing. You guys are three creatives that have inspired me, even by talking on here as well. Like, I felt even more, you know, inspired. And if you guys haven't already, like, please, man, go ahead and check these guys out. Like, you guys come out every week, I want to say. And um, like I said, I truly, truly, truly am honored to be on here. And you guys are amazing people. Wow. Steve, you heard the man. High praise. If you haven't, check us out for sure. All of you out there, stay safe. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Ambitious Filmmaker. Have something you want us to talk about? Interested in chatting with like-minded filmmakers? Join the conversation over at our free Facebook group and subscribe to our Instagram. Just search the video community. We'll see you next time. And remember, always be creating.